From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It's another edition of the SIC PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com, where we are talking about everything in the Southern Idaho Conference, those 5A and 4A Boise Metro schools. Brandon Maney alongside Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, you, you were a busy guy last week. You know, you guys keep me busy to keep me out of trouble, and I got to tell you what, you do a great job. But we had everything, including a Saturday morning game, Bora Mountain View played in that game. And then I had some auto racing at night. I had Boise State football. I had IdahoSports.com football. I had all kinds of stuff. So, you know what? Here we go. And big news today. We've got a new sponsor for our podcast, DL Evans Bank. Excited to have them on board. DL Evans Bank, of course, here to help you with your next everything. This is Community Banking. and want to thank everybody down there at DL Evans Bank for uh, sponsoring this. They're going to also sponsor the 4A uh, excuse me, the 3A, 2A, 1A prep cast with Logan Green. So uh, love to have him on board. It's excited to have him here. So we got a lot to talk about, though, so we might want to get to it. Yeah, I, I just want to echo your comments. It's really exciting to have DL Evans uh, yeah. Bank on board as as a sponsor of this prep cast. It's what makes these possible. So thanks Absolutely. to their, their generous support. Okay, yeah, you mentioned it. Let's dive right into it. Uh, as is usual in, in the uh, Treasure Valley, we started last Thursday, Wayne, with a Thursday night game at Donna Larson Park. You were on the call for it. Actually a close game. Skyview defeats Boise 31-24. to What did you see in that game? Well, what I liked about that game is, uh, well, you'll have my, you're going to get my gold star out of that game. No question about that. But we'll talk about that a little later on the show. But what I liked about it is Skyview now 3-0. and Okay, David Young picked up his 100th win at Skyview as a coach in 19 years. So congratulations to Coach Young. I think what's interesting, though, is Skyview is 3-0 and on the year. And guess what they are in the Foothills division of the 5A SIC? They are 0-0. Zero zero. They have not yet played a River Division team. And guess what? They don't do it this week either, okay? They take on Owyhee, who is 0-3. So you got a 3-0 and versus an 0-3, and, and it's a cross-division game. So they they still would not, after four games, have played anybody in their own division. That's kind of weird, if you ask me. Yeah, there's only uh, five division games now. So if you're filling out an eight or a nine game schedule, yeah. uh, some schools, it's all going to be backloaded at the end. So uh, let's talk about Boise real quick. They have they have the season opener that was kind of disappointing. But since then, they you know, they've had a win and now a very close loss. We kind of talked about maybe Boise starting to turn that corner a little bit. What are you seeing with that brave program? What I really liked about the Braves, they had a kid named Braden Anderson as a quarterback. You know, he's kind of interesting. He's 6'1", but he's 235 pounds. He does not, He looks more like a linebacker. He does not look like a quarterback when he's out there, but he's a lefty. He can throw. He threw for 356 yards against Skyview. Looked pretty good. Boise had a chance to win that, that one. Really, they came back. It was 31-17. They came back to make a 31-24, went with the onside kick, and actually recovered it. You don't see that very often, but they recovered it. But then they just couldn't make it work after that. So, you know, Skyview escaped with it, 3-0. and But I think Boise is going to be very, very competitive. It'll be interesting to see what they do the rest of the season, keep an eye on them. And I think that he actually might get the 2-2 two and two this week because they play Bora this week. And Bora is really struggling, I guarantee you. They lost 58-7 to on Saturday morning to Mountain View. And that game wasn't as close as the final score might indicate. 
Yeah, and that's really saying something. So uh, we had the Thursday night game that you were on the call for. Friday mm-hmm. night, we brought you uh, the audio-only broadcast of Rocky Mountain against Eagle. Clay Hatfield was on the call for that game. And Wayne, I thought that game might be a little closer, but I think Rocky was pretty motivated after, after losing last week, and they win by 20 over Eagle. Yeah, they, they lost that game to Mountview a week ago, and so they did. 48-28 to 28 was their final score. Rocky Mountain winning that game. I really felt that that would be a close game too. But, you know, like you say, Rocky Mountain doesn't lose very often. They don't take the losing very kindly, and they took it out on Eagle. So they they got going early in that game and just never stopped, never looked back. Yeah, and showing maybe there's a little more separation between yeah. those top three teams. Yeah, at, I agree. I think Rocky is still, you know, you said earlier on, it's Rocky season to win or lose. I still think that may be the case. They, they got shocked by Mountain View. Mountain View is a good team. And we saw that Saturday morning when they just clobbered Bora and they came out and did everything they wanted to do. But, you know, I really still think that 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 final 48-28 was misleading as to how close those two teams, you know, I mean, really, it, it, you know, Rocky Mountain's good. Let's put it that way. Right. And that was kind of the theme in the 5 ASIC this past week. There wasn't Mm -hmm. too many close games. There was the game Thursday night. And then probably the most competitive, most exciting game, Wayne, was uh, the two teams that probably are going to be at the bottom of the standings this year, CUNA and Hawaii. CUNA escapes with the 35-31 win. You know, the thing about it is it was a conference game. So Kuna's one and zero in conference play. They're in the river division, rather. So it's a division game. So Kuna wins it, like you say, thirty-five to thirty-one over Hawaii. Hawaii's now struggling at zero and three. I thought they might get a win against Kuna, but you know the cavemen came through. They got it done, and and pretty impressive that they held on. Pretty impressive they put thirty-five points on the board. Yeah, it, that was a fun game, and and now unfortunately, I think for both of those squads, it's going to be tough to find mm-hmm. wins elsewhere. On the schedule, right? Uh, some of the other scores, just to, and to give you an idea of kind of how dominant some of these teams were, Mountain View, of course, beat Bora fifty-eight to seven on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. You had Meridian defeat Timberline fifty-two to seven, um, and then you had Capital defeat Centennial forty-one to eleven. Wayne, is there really just a top six and a bottom six, and the gap is really wide between those those teams? Yeah, when you look at the standings, it pretty much is. That's pretty much what you see all the way across, top six, bottom six. Uh, the thing about Meridian, 52-7, to seven, when guess what they did again? They went with the uh, freshman quarterback, Zeke Martinez, and he got it done. He just had another great day. So his brother, big brother, senior Malachi, is having a little bit of an issue. Uh, but you know what? Zeke's getting it done. They're going with him. And they've got some backups behind Zeke as well. So they get a big lead. They can play everybody. Meridian's looking pretty good right now. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, you know, they, they've got a big game coming up against Capital on Thursday night that I get to do. And that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, so to see what they do. Because you got Capital 3-0, Meridian at 2-1. And, and uh, really that one loss is that one-pointer on a missed field goal on the last play of the game against Mountain View. So I think that's going to be a good one Thursday night right here on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, I would be uh, very surprised if Meridian wasn't in the top five in the uh, coaches and media polls this week. It's funny how that works. You know, they were in the preseason top five, lost by one point. Oh, nope. Okay, you're out. Yeah, you're out of here. 
Eagles in. Uh, and and I've said the whole time Meridian, I think, is better than Eagle. And now maybe we'll see those teams flip-flop their positions. But Well, Meridian not, Meridian has. They've got, I've talked about it you know, all year long. They've got three great big wide receivers, and they've got Cross Antonacci, the, the running back. They have got a lot of offensive firepower, but they're also pretty good on defense. They come at you. They make a lot of things happen. They rush passes. They they get in your face if you're a running back. So Meridian's an all-around team, and this season has not unfolded yet. I think Meridian's still gonna they're gonna bounce back from that one-point loss to Mountain View, and, and they're gonna they're gonna make somebody they're gonna beat somebody that you don't think they should. Yeah, it'll be fun when these uh, top top six, bottom six yeah. teams start to play each other. Uh, we've seen it a little bit already, but uh, that'll be fun as we get deeper into the season. In the four ASIC, Wayne, the story of the night was Bishop Kelly and Emmett meeting up in the conference opener, just like they did last year. Last year, Emmett, quote unquote, upset Bishop Kelly, although I think it bore out that Emmett was the better team last year. And it could be the same thing again this year as Emmett shuts out the Knights 21 to nothing. You know what's interesting about that? Not so much that Emmett won that game again, but the final score. And you know what, Brandon? It was 21-0 at the break. So we're talking about a 0-0 second half between these two teams. And I would have never predicted a, a shutout, you know, these two teams against each other in a whole half. I, I, they've got too much firepower offensively. And so really kind of a different kind of a game, 21-0 Emmett winning it. And, of course, you got Emmett coming off a loss, you know, the week before to Weezer. That was a surprise. So I think the 4A is going to be a bunch of surprises as we go along this whole season. It's just going to be every week. You're just going to have to hold your breath and see what happens. Yeah, Bishop Kelly, you know, we we know they love to run the football. And so if you get behind 21 to nothing, it can be difficult yeah. to make up that deficit. Whereas Emmett has a little more versatility in its offense and they can run the ball well late in the game to protect leads. They did that so often last year. So, yeah, Emmett 1-0 again. Bishop Kelly 0-1 to start the conference slate there. Mm -hmm. Uh, other conference games uh, from the 4AS, I see you had Middleton defeat Caldwell 70 to 16. S 70 is a, it's a lot of points, Wayne. Yeah, that's that's at some point you got to pull off the dogs, but they, you know, I, sometimes you can't. You put the backups in there, and if Caldwell couldn't stop anybody, you know, that you're not going to tell a backup, well, don't go in the end zone if you can. He's going to go in the end zone. So it is what it is. They got 70 on the board. You mentioned uh, you're talking about Valley View. They beat Columbia 42 to 20. So Columbia continues to struggle. Napa got back in the winning ways as they beat Ridgeview 35 to 7. What's interesting about the SAC standings right now, Brandon, is you got Emmett, Middleton, Valley View, Napa all at 1 0. Yeah. So it's pre pretty competitive. I, I think those four plus Bishop Kelly are all yep. going to be playoff teams this year. And it's just a matter of fighting it out to see who, who goes, who gets first and who gets fifth. And I, I think those five clearly are uh, ahead of the other three teams in the league. So. Yeah, absolutely. Rich, you know, Ridgeview Caldwell and Columbia, you know, I hate to say this, but basically they're there, but they're not going to be contenders this year. So we kind of know what the situation is. So there's going to be a dogfight in four a, and it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be uh, a lot of fun to watch as the weeks go along. So yeah, let's let's uh, transition now to to what's coming up this week, Wayne. Again, uh, we're going to put you at Donna uh, Donna Larson Park on Thursday night for that Meridian Capital showdown that you talked about. If Capital wins this game and they go to four and zero, do we do we put them into that next tier? We've kind of had them in the dark horse status, but do they do they move up a floor in the penthouse if they get the win this week? Absolutely, Brandon. I mean, first of all, I said when I call them a dark horse that they were more than a dark horse. I thought, you know, they were 
that were a unique situation that he has so many good teams ahead of him that they had to kind of be the second tier to start the season. But boy, I knew all along that they were going to be something to contend with. And sure enough, they're coming on strong. So if they beat Meridian, and I'll tell you what, this game's going to be played at Donald Larson Park. I don't know that that really gives Capital that much of an advantage because it's on turf just as Meridian plays on turf. You know, Meridian plays in a very similar stadium as what Donald Larson Park is. So it's going to be sixes down there. I don't think either team has a big home field advantage for there. So I think it's a straight-up game. You're going to sit there and say, who's going to win this one? There's no home field advantage. Is it going to be Meridian or is it going to be Capital? And quite frankly, um, I'm at a loss. I mean, to me, this is about a toss-up, as close as you can get between these two teams. So it's going to come down to who makes less mistakes. I really do. I think ultimately, um, you know, I think Capital can win this one. Now, the thing about it is this Zeke Martinez kid is fantastic. You know, as a freshman, he's showing so much stuff. But as brother Malachi comes back, then he, he can, can you imagine the double whammy you got there? The whole Martinez family ganging up on you? No way, Jose. That's going to be tough. So it'd be interesting. I, I really do. To me, this is just an absolute. If this was on a betting table, I would say this is a push. I, I think it's going to be an even matchup across the board. And it, uh, and Wayne, it could be one of those games too, where whichever team has the ball last uh, ends up getting the win. Also, we've seen that a couple of times. Again, it's going to come down to, it may come down to just football luck. You know, did the ball bounce your way? Did you, did the ball on a punt, did it bounce back 20 yards or bounce forward 20 yards and that field position cost you the game? It's going to be something like that. So I'm so excited to do this game Thursday night, kickoff seven o'clock. It'll be a lot of fun to do. Yep. Uh, and then if we look at the Friday slate of games, I, I think the, the best game on the schedule is the game that we're going to be having uh, audio coverage of Eagle at Mountain View. I think that is uh, uh, potentially, you know, Eagle has kind of faced adversity now and, and can get back in the driver's seat with a nice showing against Mountain View. You know, what? Mountain View absolutely dominated Bora. Uh, I said it at the time. It was an 11 o'clock kickoff in the morning on Saturday morning. And there was no question that Bora came with no spunk. Mountain View came with a lot of spunk. And it was like, who got up? Who woke up first? And it was Mountain View that woke up, and they just got her done. It was 7-7 early, but the Bora score, and the only score of the game was kind of a fluke. It was a high pass uh, to Brady Toth. He caught it, took it in for the touchdown. I was, sh I was shocked it was completed to begin with, shocked that nobody was around him when he caught it, and he took it in. And I said, well, at least maybe we'll have a game. And that was lasted about five minutes, and it was all over after that. So I'm real impressed with Mountain View. They've got a lot of they got a lot of talented people. Dallas Slocum, Quintez Evans at running back. You know, uh, Wall the quarterback is is good. They've got some good wide receivers, and their defense is getting better and better and better. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Eagle. Can Eagle bounce back after that loss? That disappointing loss. Uh, you know, I, I don't think so at Mountain View. I think Mountain View is going to win this one by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, and then I think the only other, the 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 third most interesting game to me on the slate overall would be Timberline uh, at CUNA, and that's a game that we're going to have on IdahoSports.com mm -hmm. as well. Paul Kingsbury is going to be on the call for that one because you've got CUNA riding the wave a little bit right there. Uh, they're uh, finally uh, got a win over a and and then you've got Timberline who suffered their first loss of the season last week. And so how, how do each of these teams respond to their recent fortune? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, you know when you look at what Kuna's done this year, they had to go up to Lewiston to start the season that we kind of knew it was going to be a loss, but they play competitively, you know, and so they're one and two overall, but they're one and oh in the river right now. 
And so they play Timberline, and Timberline's 0-1 in the conference, 2-1 overall. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting game, and it's at CUNA, uh, and CUNA plays well at home. There is a home field advantage there. So it'll be interesting to see how Timberline rebounds from that, if they can or can't, uh, because they took a they took a, a hurting at, uh, at Meridian the other day. Yeah, so that'll be a fantastic matchup as well. And uh, all the games we just talked about are on IdahoSports.com. We'll have audio coverage of those mm-hmm. games. If you want to see the full schedule of games statewide, uh, you can click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. The other games, uh, we talked about Hawaii at Skyview. Hawks, a great chance to go to 4-0. and You've got Rocky Mountain playing Centennial. That's probably going to be a nice uh, game for Rocky. And then uh, the the rivalry game, right? Boise and Boro. Uh, Describe for those that don't know, Wayne, the, the rivalry between Boise and Bora. It's a good one. Well, it, it's a good one because it's been, you know, one of those that's lasted the ages. It's been there. I mean, those are the two original schools in the city, and they were right there. And everything started with Boise and Bora. And, of course, you know, early on, Bora was such a dominant team statewide. You know, uh, during the D. Pancratch days, it was just all Bora, 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 and they just kept coming at you. You know, and Boise's got great athletics. They, they got a great track and field team. You know, they got a good basketball team. Uh, they're great in soccer all the way around. And football was good. I mean, there were days when they'd have five, 6,000 people at those two games, you know. And now it's that, that way in anywhere in high school football in Idaho. But still, when those two get together, there's something about it. Boise, Bora, it's exciting. Bora is hungry. I mean, they are coming off a real beating at the hands of Mountain View. They're, they haven't won a game this year. Boise can even their season at two and two. I, I feel they've got a pretty good quarterback. This Anderson kid, like I say, he's a lefty. He hangs in there. He's got some good receivers. He finds them. Uh, he throws a hard ball, nice tight spiral. So I like what I see with these guys. I, I think Boise is going to win that game. Unfortunately, you know, I, I would like to see Bory get off the snide and get a win. You know, they're one of those teams that have been around forever. But Bora's got some struggles, and they just were not able to stop anybody on defense. I mean, I don't know the exact, I can't remember, but they've given up like 49, 48, 58 points, something like that. You know, so they've given up, they're probably averaging right around 50 points a game, they're giving up defensively. That is not going to help your offense. Yeah, it's a tough way to try and go about things for sure. Uh, in the 4ASIC win, we've got some, we talked about that top five. We've got two matchups pitting top five teams against each other. The one I think I'm most excited about is Valley View at Middleton. We will have video coverage of that game on IdahoSports.com. Winner of this game will be 2-0 and and in the catbird seat in the conference standings. Yeah, you know, Middleton, you know, I, I, I kind of thought they might beat Minico, so I was a little surprised. But, again, that's one of those learning experiences. It was one of those cross-state games that everybody likes to see once in a while rather than just in the playoffs. And so, But what it really counted was for nothing. I mean, it, really, it doesn't count the standings. It doesn't do anything. So, yeah, you're right. When these two go at it, you know, on Friday night at Middleton, uh, the Vikings have a huge home field advantage. There's no question about it. Valley View, again, still, still sticking with a run. They're, they've been a run-oriented team for a while, uh, so they can't afford to get behind Middleton too far. Middleton's got a good quarterback. He'll come at you, and so I, I think Valley View's got to come out strong on this one, or Middleton's going to come away with a win. Yeah, me personally, I've been a little underwhelmed by Valley View so far this year. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I know they're two and one, but they they had the loss to Twin Falls. They had the very tight game with Hillcrest, which is not a very good team from from East Idaho. So uh, Valley View, it, th- this could go a long way in uh, proving to 
to people that they do have what it takes to be a contender this year. So the I other big game. You. Oh, go ahead. No, I say I agree with you. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. You're 100% correct, Brandon. <laughs> I'm going to save that clip. I'm going I'm to pull that out later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the other big one is, uh, Nampa at Bishop Kelly. I think, you know, the Knights, if they don't turn it around quick here, they could be in an O2 hole and Nampa with a win could be two and O and also tied for first. So this is a big game too. I haven't been able to figure out BK yet. I really have not. I was shocked at that 21, nothing score. I really, when I saw that, I said, this gotta be a misprint. So I'm a little bit surprised at that one, but Napa, again, on the 4A side was my dark horse. They were 6-3 and three a year ago, everybody remembers. So here they are coming into this one. What are they now? They're 1-2, and two, which surprised me a little bit, but they played up a little bit too. So, you know, they played some five, started with a 5A team and the whole bit, and they started with Capital, in fact, my others. We have the dark horses going at it right off the get-go, and Capital, we're seeing just how good Capital is. So Napa, if Napa believes, if Napa really, really believes that they can win, you know, I think they're going to be, I think they can upset BK again. Although this game is at BK and Bishop Kelly always plays well on that grass field. Although at Bulldog Stadium, it's grass too. So, but they just play well down at BK. I, I, BK's, you know, they're, they're stumping me. I don't know who they are for real. One week they look good. One week they don't look good at all. And I mean, it's not like any in between there. So, Whichever, if the good BK team shows up, I think they'll win it. If they don't, Napa's going to take it. Yeah. You know, you look at Napa and they're one and two. Well, their two losses are two two teams that haven't lost yet Skyview and Capital, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're both undefeated. So, exactly. And that's what I was saying about playing up. Now, those yeah. are two 5A teams that they've lost to. So, you know, they, they're playing pretty well right now. They're undefeated in the 4A action. Yep. Uh, other games of note, uh, you've got Caldwell at Columbia. Somebody's going to get off the schneid there. Somebody's going <laughs> to get their f- first win of the year, which is uh, always exciting. Uh, and then you have um, uh, Emmett at Emmett. Ridgeview yeah. to, to wrap up. So Yeah, Ridgeview, Ridgeview looks – they just don't have the, the horsepower this year. So Emmett will win that game. You know, Ridgeview just going to have to go through the season and grow up and learn and, and get better, you know, and just, just – just, and what they need to do to win. So they're going to take their lumps this year, no question about it. And I think Emmett will give them some lumps on Friday night. Yep, for sure. Well, before we sign off here, Wayne, of course, we've got some gold stars to give out. Uh, our <laughs> weekly feature where we hand out uh, gold stars, helmet stickers, pride stickers, whatever you want to call it, uh, for performances that we thought were truly noteworthy. And I think we got two pretty good ones this week. You know, I'll go first this week because I let you go first last week, okay? And not only that, we've talked a lot about Skyview. I talked about David Young's 100th victory. I've talked about Skyview being undefeated, maybe going to 4-0 this week with a win over Hawaii. That's my prediction anyway. But I'm going to go with Antonio Fafita, the running back. When I say the running back, he's running back, linebacker. He's a little bit of everything the other day in that game. Uh, He just, I mean, against Boise, he just did a great job. He had a pick six. And it's always fun to watch a running back. Once he gets the ball, he turns into a running back. So the DB picks, he had a pick six. He had three sacks. He rushed for a touchdown, had four receptions in the game, had six tackles. I mean, you can't be any more diverse than that than Antonio Fafita was. He really did a good job. And we made him our player, IdahoSports.com player of the game. And I'm going to give him the gold star because, really, it was pretty impressive performance by him. Uh, he did a good, did a good job. 
Yeah, he, he was all over the place uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, earlier this summer, Wayne, every summer we broadcast the Idaho All-State games. It's the mm-hmm. All-Star football games for 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade. Well, the 8th grade squad had a running back from Skyview, and he was the two-time offensive MVP. He won it in 7th grade and 8th grade. And I asked him, I said, are there any guys that you look up to that are playing at Skyview High right now? And he said, oh, yeah, Antonio Fafita. That's who I want to be like when I get to high school. So he, he's making an impact not just uh, at Skyview High, but in that community as well. That's cool. That's neat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my gold star, I'm going to give also to a running back, Thompson Goodfellow from Middleton. Now, you might look at his rushing total and say, well, he only rushed for like 60 yards. He, he carried the ball six times, had 60 yards. But Wayne, five of the six times he carried the ball, he was he was dancing in the end zone. Five, five of the six times he carried the ball, he scored a touchdown. <laughs> I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever you told me that stat the other day. I was talking to you about who your goal star was going to be, and you told me that it was going to be Goodfellow. And I said, what did he do? He said, well, he carried the ball six times for five TDs. And I said, no way, Jose. He didn't do that. And he said, yeah, he did. And there he goes. I, I guess that's how Middleton puts up 70 points, right? Well, I tell you what, man. If you can, tell, if you can keep that percentage up, you're, you're, you're not only going to win high school football's player of the year, but you may, you may be you know, put in there for the Heisman voting. That's, those are pretty good numbers right there. Yeah, a good stat line for sure. So a pair of running backs are gold star winners this week. Antonio Fafita from Skyview and Thompson Goodfellow from Middleton. Well, I'm excited about the slate of games coming up, Wayne. What's uh, you got any Boise State stuff going on this week? Well, I got we got Oklahoma State on Saturday night. So I've got to do the pregame for Oklahoma State, Boise State. And, and uh, you know, you talk about being busy tomorrow. We're going to we can't get them live. So we're going to talk to the Oklahoma State play by play guy, Dave Hunsicker, tomorrow and uh, record him, get him on the show. So a lot of fun, a lot of stuff going on. But I do want to mention a couple of things. You know, boys soccer, 5-8, Timberline right now, rule on the roost, 8-0-1 in 4A, Caldwell at 6-2, BK not far behind at 5-2. Girls, Rocky Mountain soccer team, 8-1, doing well. Uh, the girls in 4A, a little tight race there. You got Valley View, 4-3, Milton, 3-2-2, and, and BK at 3-3-1. So really, it's anybody's ball game there. And last night in soccer, boys, uh, Eagle beat Capital 4-1. to one. Ethan Cutler had a couple of goals. Mustangs are 4-3-1. and one. And girls volleyball, really. How about Skyview, 7-1, uh, just off to a great start. Middleton and Columbia, 4-1, 3-1, respectively, in 4A volleyball. So they're off to a good start. And the one thing I wanted to talk about, I, what a great job. Rocky Mountain won both the girls and boys cross-country meet that was held over in Idaho Falls during the week that IdahoSports.com, and I believe it was for the first time ever covered a cross-country meet, and that's pretty cool for IdahoSports.com to do. I know we're both members of that, of IdahoSports.com, but I was impressed. I thought that was neat. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I was I was out there in the sun. I actually didn't wear sunscreen, so I got I got torched. Oh, so you got torched, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, Ro- Rocky Mountain came over and won the the boys and the girls team titles, mm-hmm. and uh, which was really impressive. And I know that was good competition for the Eastern Idaho schools and good motivation as they look down the road at state in late October for cross country as well. So well, they don't get much pub, so I got to throw this out. I've got I've got two grandkids. Zach, who runs for the Rocky Mountain Boys, and Chloe, who runs for the Rocky Mountain Girls. And they did well, and they finished well, and they helped Rocky Mountain to win both the boys and girls. So, you know what? I got to give them a little pub because, you know, cross country, they go out there, and it, I tell you what, they break their necks running those courses, 
And I couldn't go 100 yards, and they do it all, every week. And so congratulations to them. Congratulations to Rocky Mountain as a team. Yeah, it's it's exciting. We're we're already getting other uh, meet organizers asking, "Hey, can you come broadcast our cross country meet?" So I think I think we're onto something here, Wayne, with cross country. I, like it. I, w- I was very impressed. I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to make mention of it before we got out of here. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, we'll we'll talk some cross country and soccer, and uh, hopefully the smoke stays away. I know some games got postponed last week because of smoke and things like that. And of course, we'll have plenty of football and volleyball to talk about next week as well on the SIC Prepcast presented by DL Evans Bank. Yeah, thank you, DL Evans. I really appreciate it. Here they go. They say they help you with everything. Everything next, okay? And this is the community banking. So, DL Evans Bank, thank you. We love having you here as our podcast sponsor. Absolutely. So uh, you can get this podcast wherever you download your podcasts. You can also listen to it on our website, idahosports.com. There's a prep casts uh, section across the top of the navigation bar on the homepage, and it drops down with all of our podcasts. Uh, you can also watch the video of this on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. All right, Wayne, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, right. Good luck with all the games. All right. Well, have fun. You have fun as well. I know you do a lot of stuff over there, so you have have a blast. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So for Wayne Dzubak, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for listening slash watching the SIC Prepcast from IdahoSports.com.